Welcome to The Network, a success podcast for nurse and healthcare consultants to learn the strategies and tactics to launch and grow a profitable consulting firm. And now for your host, L. Pearson. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of The Network. I'm your host, Elle, and I'm excited to welcome you back to another episode where we help healthcare professionals interested in consulting learn the strategies to launch and grow a profitable consulting practice. In today's episode, we're talking to Johnny Tiller, who is a leadership and operational management healthcare consultant. Now, Johnny has quite the impressive resume. She's taken on leadership roles such as a CNO, senior vice president, and also the president of a hospital system. Johnny focuses on lean leadership methodologies to positively impact an organization's bottom line. Her passion is to recruit the right leaders for healthcare organizations and also assist CNOs with their onboarding process for a successful career in healthcare management. Before we dive into today's episodes with Johnny, here's a few words from our sponsor. Today's sponsor is the Nurse Consultant Network. If you're ready to leave the burnout from your current clinical role behind, then explore the options to monetize your clinical knowledge as a healthcare or a nurse consultant. Inside of the Nurse Consultant Network Academy, we provide you with a hub of resources from business trainings to sales and marketing courses to live monthly masterclasses to help you launch and grow your own independent healthcare consulting practice. To learn how to get started in consulting, sign up for our free webinar at www.thenurseconsultantnetwork.com backslash free webinar. So now let's dive into today's episode with Johnny Tiller. Good morning, Johnny. Welcome to the Network Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely, Johnny. Well, I'm excited to chat with you this morning about all that you do as a consultant. So Johnny, for those of of us out there who don't know you or it's their first time meeting you, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do as a nurse consultant. Okay, sounds good. Actually, I started in nursing, and let's just leave it at I've been um, in the healthcare field over 30 years. We'll stop there. <laughs> but I started, <laughs> I was a staff nurse, and I my favorite was the emergency department. Absolutely loved it. But there came a point in time where um, I kind of questioned how decisions were made. And so that's how the sort of the introduction to leadership So then I did every level you can imagine in a hospital as far as house supervisor, manager, director, and then I was director of nursing over a 400-bed hospital. And then I went back for graduate school and uh, then took on a job that was not traditional nursing in a hospital because I wanted to prove to myself and to others that I was able to lead regardless of the setting. Mm -hmm. Then I went up to upstate New York and uh, took a vice president job at a very small hospital and that's where I really learned that not all hospitals are the same. Yes. And um, yeah. And so I went in, did an assessment and, and realized, oh my gosh, we've got a lot of work here to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, within six months there, I became their uh, administrator, president of a small hospital and helped them merge with another hospital because they were so small that they really needed to have uh, be part of an a integrated family, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to say it. After that, became a president of a hospital, and I did that for seven some years, 
senior VP, and then I came to Oklahoma, and that's where my home base is. And I was a chief nurse officer at a facility that was 650 beds. I loved it. The experience was was huge. Um, my journey has been very helpful in my experience. But I had all the time talked about, gee, I'd love to do consulting, but I couldn't figure out what my product yes. was. Because you can't, yeah, you can't be a consultant unless you know exactly what you're selling. And you have to also identify, is there a market mm-hmm. for that product? And so what I found throughout my journey was that many hospitals were struggling with culture, recruitment retention, um, strategy, relationship. Yeah, I mean, it's just back. the common sense stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So typically when I am called, it's we're having a high turnover, we're having high agency, um, we're having problems with overtime, um, we've had a high turnover of CNOs. I've been two facilities where one had uh, six CNOs in two years yeah. and the other had uh, four CNOs in also two years. So that's very telling about what's going on in that organization. So that's how I sort of got my start into consulting. Did that answer your yeah, question? Yeah, absolutely it does. You have a lot of very rich um, experience. And I love that you have had various roles, especially as the president of an organization, because that gives <laughs> you direct insight on, you know, you've worked with other consultants, you know what the organizations are looking for. So it kind of gives you, um, mm-hmm. you know, a different angle when it comes to approaching organizations who you want to do business with. So how did those um, roles, especially as, you know, you were an executive, how did those particular roles help you as a consultant today? Oh my gosh, it was very, very valuable. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, the consultants would come in and usually there was a request for, a request for proposal, proposal, can't talk, RFP. <laughs> yeah. And that's where you outline exactly what you're wanting. What I found was a lot of consultants came in and they pretty much said what we already knew. Mm-hmm. So the report you'd read and you go, gosh, I could have written that report. And I hear that over and over and over in healthcare. Yes. Um, you know how you know what you need to do. You just don't know how to do mm-hmm. it. And so that was my key when I got into consulting. I it was a little bit. I was kind of embarrassed at first because I was one of those that kind of said, "Oh yeah, consultants are the ones that drop in and tell you what to do and then mm-hmm. leave." And I, <laughs> I really wanted to see can I influence that image. And so I feel like I, I have done it very well. But it was important to me that I become engaged with the organization, develop the relationship and the trust. And you know, the, the listening skills that you're taught in nursing, um, the verbal and nonverbal, I mean, really a lot of the basics that you learn in school from nursing, you apply in your business world. Yeah. And so are you truly listening to what they're saying? And are you watching their body language to say, does the language that they're using fit what their body is telling us? But um yeah, that, that was the biggest thing is that I wanted to prove to myself that consultant's not a bad word. They really can be very helpful, but you also have to have a reputation as you go along and they will call. People will check on you. And one of the things that stands out, I think, with myself has been my reputation. When I leave an organization, I leave it better than I found mm-hmm. it. And if you're not capable of doing that, then you really have to question whether this is the right job because anybody can write a report, but can you actually influence the change? Yes, absolutely. That's so true. You you mentioned that a lot of the skills that we've learned as mm-hmm. nurses, that does come into play in the business world. And I also like to share with any clinician interested in consulting that, you know, the, uh, the uh, process, the nursing process is very much aligned with 
the consulting <laughs> process, one of the first things that I do is I have to have a formal assessment of the organization. And it's the exactly. same thing in my consulting role. It's in it, you know, it yeah. goes across every industry. We all start there. So do you find that right. to be true in your world as well? <laughs> I do. I do. Even throughout all of my roles in management, executive, and and now with consulting, is that you do go in and you do an assessment and you listen to the subjective and you do an objective analysis. And then you, after you do your assessment, then you put together a plan and then you um, put together your strategy, um, what you're going to do to influence what you're trying to accomplish. And then you have to do a reevaluation and be open to I think this is the big piece is a lot of people are afraid of failure and yeah, yeah. You have to celebrate failure because every time I've had a situation, I I don't like the word failure because it sounds so horrible, but every time I had a situation where something didn't work, I have learned so much in the next, in the next job that I do or whatever. So it's very valuable to be okay with learning as you go. You cannot walk in and know everything. And I think the day that you do walk in and feel like you know everything, you probably ought to retire Mm -hmm. because (laughs) the healthcare environment is ever-changing. There's certain things that are constants, but there's a lot of of, uh, different dynamics that are influencing the uh, healthcare business. Yes, that's very true and very relatable as well, Uh, John. Appreciate yeah. you for saying that. I think a lot of us do face a lot of fears, especially when we're going into something brand new. It's yeah. you know, something we may not be used to. We're maybe new to business. Uh, we may encounter mm-hmm. some challenges along the way, but those things absolutely do shape, you know, shape us and mold us. Mm-hmm. Doing great things mm-hmm. for these organizations. So I'm curious to know, as a CNO consultant, tell me exactly what you do for organizations um, in your role. Okay. It varies a little bit, but usually there's a common thread. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's it's typically the CEO that is reaching out and saying, help me find someone that can help mm-hmm. us. And so my first step is once they contact me is I sit down or have a phone call with the CEO and truly start asking questions, interviewing and assessing, because I want to understand what are you looking for? And so it's important that there's a match. Don't just assume, hey, I got a job, let's do it. You really want to understand what their need is and are you able to accomplish it? So meeting with the CEO is critical to me, the first step, and having that conversation. And I even have the conversation of, how will you know if I was successful? You know, really talking about the outcomes, the measurable outcomes, which sounds corny, but it's very real. There's nothing worse than going in and, and you didn't do what they needed. Yes. So, yeah. So interviewing the CEO and then, and typically it's the high turnover. So when I go in an organization, one small thing that I've learned, um, I first day sounds kind of corny, but first day I walk in with a suit because I'm meeting with executives, sometimes board and sometimes medical staff. <laughs> the uh, medical staff's a critical component and the board is. And then the next day from that point forward, I wear scrubs because I want to be out and about and in the midst of everything that's going on. That's where you learn what's going on in an organization. And um, even myself, when I was a nurse, a staff nurse, if I saw somebody come into my unit with a suit, I did not talk to yeah. them. <laughs> I shut down. Mm-hmm. So it's important and you have to be sure, be careful that you're not putting the scrubs on um, and trying to present yourself as your mm-hmm. 
clinical, um, but it's that you're you're willing to go in and help and be available and listen and talk. You know, and if a light goes off and nurse needs help, you go in and help them. It's that relationship and developing trust, which is critical, sort of the foundation before you can move forward, because people don't like consultants coming mm-hmm. in. Yes. I, they really don't. Johnny, I, I hate to interrupt you, but this reminds me of the undercover boss in a way. <laughs> yes, I know. When I saw that, I was like, yep, you've got it. <laughs> it is. And it's received well. And, and that's important is that can you develop a relationship quickly and trust and respect and credibility? Because then you can start moving forward. And that's where your listening skills really come in. Because if the staff feel like you're not listening, you're just there to do an assessment, do a plan and leave, they're not talking to you. But if you take time to develop that trust and relationship, usually they'll start talking with you. And then that's when you find out what's going on. Because you cannot change an organization unless you truly understand what's going on. Yes, that's very true. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'm so impressed. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, thank you. And sometimes it's very um, specific to recruitment retention. Um, sometimes it's specific to just organizational culture. Um, sometimes it's quality indicators. So it, it, there's a lot of variability in what I'm brought in for. If I'm brought in as an interim CNO and they want me to help recruit a new person and onboard that person, do the, the precepting with them. The focus is very different than if I consult um, remotely, because usually that's very specific to a a job like a corporate compliance, regulatory. Can you put this policy together? But when you're an interim, it's everything you've ever learned, like in kindergarten, but everything you've ever learned, that's what you're there for. So you can't just have a narrow focus because all, all of the different things influence how you move. Yeah, absolutely. That's very true. Tell me, you know, you mentioned earlier measurable outcomes. So- when you're uh-huh. contacted by that CEO, you've had the conversation. Um, he's telling he or she is telling you exactly what they need. You uh-huh. you know you you assess that organization. You have a strategy plan. How do you go back and measure exactly what you were able to do for them as a consultant? Well, uh-huh. so when you when you um, have your first um, on-site visit with the CEO. That's where you sort of reiterate, make sure that you understand what they want you to look at. Mm -hmm. And so as you're doing your assessment, then you have to quickly come back and say, here's some things I found. This is what I think we need to do. And usually they'll say, please just do it. Just do it. And what they're wanting is they want to see the organization run smooth. They want to see financial uh, fiduciary responsibility. They want to typically the organizational structure is a big question with the executive level. And sometimes you go, no, you've got the right structure in place. It's just that your leaders need help on um, more education. So, for example, A1, uh, American Organization of Nurse Execs, has an excellent course that they've put together that's several weeks. It's not just a one-time sit-down, mm-hmm. but it's um, Essentials of Nurse Management Orientation. I will tell you, almost every organization I've gone to, that's been the foundation because I find mm-hmm. that the the managers and directors, they want to do a great job and they know the clinical side, but they don't know how to lead and they don't understand finances and HR and law. And and so they're doing the best with what they know, but I think organizations have a responsibility to also provide them with the education so they can be successful. And the return on the investment is huge. Yes. So everywhere I've gone, um, they've 
immediately bought in, we've purchased it, we've put them through the coursework, and there's a remarkable difference. Right, right around six months to a year, they start seeing leaders behave and perform differently. And then you start seeing the financial indicators, the quality indicators, those types of things really making a difference. But you can't just make those changes if people don't have the foundational skills. Yes. And you know, that sounds very simple, uh, you know, know. (laughs) for an organization to be able to develop their leaders to be successful. But, you know, even from what I found, and I'm in a totally different specialty than you are, Johnny, but I found that a lot of organizations don't even have the basics in place. (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. Yes. And it's, it's unfortunate, but that leaves opportunities for us to come in and to help them. So, um, that <laughs> yes. be a great thing. So um, I know a lot of CEOs may reach out to you for help, but do you have a way of identifying organizations that may need your help? Um, or do you typically wait for those organizations to reach out to you? That's a really good question. There's two ways. One is um, I've been a member of LinkedIn for several years. And the other one is ACHE, American College of Healthcare Execs. Mm-hmm. So those are two that I actively participate in. I did get my fellowship in ACHE, which I think was critical for credibility at the executive mm-hmm. level. Um, but also LinkedIn, I get a lot of contacts through LinkedIn. And sometimes it's recruiters that will find me and sometimes it's the CEO directly. Um, but um, the reason they will seek your name is your reputation. Mm -hmm. So your first few jobs are critical because you really have to have that reputation and um, uh, reference from those others that this is what she came in for, this is what she accomplished. So now you have a reputation, which is real important. And when I first started um, doing consulting, I knew community hospitals, rural hospitals, and uh, tertiary hospitals. That was uh, my experience. I did not have experience in critical access hospitals, which recently I did accomplish down in Texas, which was a wonderful experience. And I had only done not-for-profit. I hadn't done for-profit. So I've done two for-profit hospitals, which was hugely um, valuable for my experience in understanding culture. Mm -hmm. And then magnet hospitals versus non-magnet. So I also choose jobs that not only am I able to um, provide something for them, but I'm also learning something about that, that culture or that, that organization. So it's two way you're learning the whole time too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And every, you know, and that's extremely important as well, because every client will want something different. They'll all have different needs and that just provides us with more to grow and to add to our portfolio. So I agree. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I know this may have been some time ago, but tell me about, how you got your very first client, Johnny. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I had um, a lot of my friends, my family, everybody was telling me they were reinforcing what I was interested in, the consulting piece. And the one thing that I learned throughout my executive career was the importance of networking. And whenever I walked into any organization um, and I was going to be full-time employed, I also stated up front that it was critical that I um, have the ability and time to network with other hospitals, with uh, local legislation, state, federal. I wanted to stay very connected to what's going on. And because of that, when I made the decision that this is something I'd like to do, I have to tell you, I was overwhelmingly surprised 
by the number of people that started just giving my name out, making contacts for me. And I didn't ask them to, but they knew what they knew my reputation and they knew that I was interested. And then all of a sudden I just got a call from a for-profit organization saying, and one thing is, can you move quickly? Yes. (laughs) You can't say, oh, well, I'm booked and I can't really do it till when they call, they want to know that you're available. And if you're not, just say it. But um, most of the time they'll call and say, we have a need um, and we really need somebody now, but two weeks would be okay. And it was a for-profit that contacted me. And I was like, well, how did you get my name? Mm -hmm. And they named three or four people that I've worked with. Yeah. Across the city. That's what helped me get started. Mm -hmm. Then being on LinkedIn and starting to add my experience, then that um, helps support where you're going. But word of mouth and networking was the most critical piece at the beginning for me. I agree with you in so many ways. Uh, Relationships are a big deal. Your reputation is a big deal. And for any consultant that's even interested, (laughs) you know, are a brand, even if you're working at the bedside, you uh-huh. have your own professional brand and you never know where <laughs> that can take you. So it's so important to network if you're listening to this. <laughs> yes, it is. Relationships remember, are so important. Do you remember way back, um, one of the things that people would say is don't burn your bridges. You never know who your boss is going to be the next day. Right. Okay, which is terrible to say, but it's true in healthcare. It changes so much. So that knowledge taught me how to work with everyone. Mm-hmm. And that that's not easy. A lot of people I find, especially new in management or leadership, are very strong, have very strong opinions on who's good and who's not. And if they're good, then they respect them. And if they think they're not good, well, what they're doing is they're really hurting themselves because part of being a leader is being able to work with all personalities. And believe me, there's some tough ones out there, but that skill is really critical. And you do learn that when you're at staff level moving up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true that you're able to work with um, everyone because yes. when you're here in the consulting world, you have to be able to have educated conversations <laughs> yes, yes. with different people from many different backgrounds. So that's one of those foundational skills that we learn in nursing um, that you need to exercise in consulting as well. Yes, yes. Hmm. So, Johnny, I'm curious to know, for anyone who's interested um, in mm-hmm. your type of specialty area, Tell me, how would they go about getting started in consulting if they wanted to help other organizations uh, with their CNOs and uh, Mm -hmm. orientate them and to come in and implement great changes for their leadership teams? Uh Um, I would say, one, do your research and read. There's there's a lot of information out there that also gives you some some good education. Um, The networking is critical, but reach out reach out to consultants. I mean, if you see my name on LinkedIn and you see that I'm doing healthcare consulting, reach out to me and say, I'm interested. Would you mind spending a couple minutes on the phone with me? I have some questions. Don't be afraid to reach out. I get that contact a lot. People Mm -hmm. that are saying, you know, in the next year or so, I'm planning on doing, I'd like to get into consulting. You know, how did you figure out what you, what your rate's going to be? How did you figure, they just ask me lots of questions. And I say, let's schedule a time to talk on the phone and I'll do everything I can to help you. And I'm very transparent. It's, it's like, I don't hold secrets because Mm -hmm. I know how valuable it was when I was first starting and I didn't know. So I think we have a responsibility to help others be successful and don't perceive them as, 
competition and I won't tell you. You remember that, uh, what it was it? Information, knowledge is, is what mm-hmm. information is power, knowledge is yeah. power. Well, that doesn't work. I mean, it is good for you to have that, but you really have to be very transparent and help your brothers and sisters also be successful because they also will be a lead for a job down the road. That's very There's always opportunity. Mm-hmm. I agree with you a hundred percent. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> yes. I'm, you know, that's how we connect it via LinkedIn. Yes. A message uh, that will equate to a lifelong relationship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those yes. relationships are, are so important. Um, and I, I feel like I've had the same experience as well. When I first started, Johnny, there were uh-huh. little resources, you know, I learned through trial and error. Um, yep. Just kind of catering what my clients needed um, to the solutions that I offered, I could offer them. And uh-huh. so um, it's always great. And I don't mind if anyone reaches out to me as well, just kind of helping them along their journey. It means so much to someone who have may have never, you know, entered business before. So I agree with you right. to be available right. for those who need help. Have you experienced any challenges along your consulting journey? And what did you do to get over, even if it's just one thing that you could identify, Johnny, just a challenge <laughs> you had in your journey? I hear you chuckling. <laughs> yeah, you would think it'd be related to the work that you're doing, but it wasn't. My biggest challenge was, and I've lived lots of places and I, I love to travel and experience, but I uh, had one job that was beyond rural. It was remote. Mm-hmm. And I found that very challenging, not only for myself, because I want to stay active and you, you know, just simple things like what you eat, what you have access to when you go really remote, it's a very different um, environment. And um, the challenges when you're in a remote situation, and I'm not talking about rural, I'm talking about way out, is that recruitment and retention is very tough. And so you can't just put an ad in the paper and people are going to want to go there. It takes a certain uh, personality and strength that wants to live in a remote area. And so a lot of times your audience is your immediate community, that 1,200 people. Mm-hmm. And so you really, you, you how do I say it? You behave different and you develop people different because there's not going to be folks from the outside coming in. You're working with that community. And if they close then they don't have access to healthcare. So it's important that they're successful. Mm -hmm. So working with individuals, you spend a lot of time, education, teaching, role modeling, because in order for them to be successful, they they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Yes. So the open position is open a long time. It's the, it's the nurses whose children are nurses, whose grandchildren are nurses. That's very different than when you're in a rural area and, other communities are willing to travel there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I made that very clear, but I found remote and it has one of the highest challenges and I learned the most from them and mm-hmm. I love the people, but I found it very stressful for myself also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would be a huge culture shift also. Yeah. Um, especially when you're used to working for these very large organizations that are within mm-hmm. the city. Um, uh-huh. That's very true. They may have a, a different dialect altogether when it comes to um, healthcare. So that does, yeah, that seems like it would be very challenging, Johnny. <laughs> it is. And you weren't born or raised here. Yeah. So who are you? And so, <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I love the people. But um, when I look back as far as challenges, that would probably be one of the most challenging for me. And the length of time, if you're just going to pop in, it's not a big deal. But, you know, yeah. six months in that environment, it's it's different. You become one of them if mm-hmm. you're good. But um, anyways. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, Johnny, I have really appreciated your time today. Before I let you go this afternoon, tell me if you could give one tip to a healthcare professional who was interested in consulting, what would you tell them to be successful? Wow. Um, one thing. Or two things. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. You know that everybody everybody has read Stephen Covey and, and going way back in management, but there's one line that he had that I have used throughout my career and I use every day, and that is seek to understand. And that is very valuable as a consultant because if you you cannot assume you understand and go in and apply what they need. You really have to take the time to seek to understand. And when people say things, don't just take it for face value, because I also found people have different languages and you can be using the same words, but have totally different meaning. Mm -hmm. So that seek to understand is critical to me because you can't, you can't achieve what they're needing unless you really understand it. Um, and that sounds so simple, but I'm telling you, it's one of the skills that I find a lot of people don't have. They say, oh, I listen. No, you're not really listening. So as a consultant, that's critical because in order for you to do the job, you have to really understand what they're looking for and clarify with them. You know, that repeat what they said. Yes. Help me understand. So that's one skill. And the other is just go for it. Quit, quit worrying about it. Quit talking about it. Just do it. You know, that I know that's Nike, so I'm not, I don't mean to steal <laughs> it, but <laughs> you, the fear is always going to be there. Every job I walk on, I, when I walk in, when I park the car and I'm walking in, I'm going, oh my God. <laughs> but you just have to overcome that because it's so wonderful and fulfilling and rich. I'm telling you, I love what I do. But that fear is normal. And just accept that that's part of it. That's just part of it. Move on. Absolutely. Don't let it paralyze you. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Johnny, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you this afternoon. For anyone oh, who you. wants to connect with you, what's the best way to reach out to you online? It's Johnny Tiller, uh, J-O-N-I-T-I-L-L-E-R, Johnny Tiller at Outlook.com. And reaching out that way, then I'll arrange for a, a time for us to talk. Or you can just ask your questions and I'll respond. But that's the best way, regardless of where I am, I can always uh, connect with someone. But I'm more than happy to talk to anybody. Oh, perfect, Johnny. Well, you have a great day. And thank you again for coming on the show. Oh, Al, thank you for your time. It was a pleasure. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you found it valuable and you're one step closer to launching or growing your own profitable consulting practice. Until next time, I'll chat with you in the next episode. Take care. Hold on before you go. If you need a step-by-step -step template to start your consulting practice, check out the nurseconsultantnetwork.com. Here you can learn about our membership academy that'll provide you with a roadmap to launch your consulting practice. Go to www.thenurseconsultantnetwork.com backslash join to learn more. Thanks for listening to The Network Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're ready to monetize your knowledge as a consultant, head over to thenurseconsultantnetwork.com and check out our free resources. Until next time.